0: everyone and welcome back to story time with mom's my name is mom's and in today's episode we're going back to japan again you should not be surprised if you've been listening for a little while you know that i have been missing japan so much i'm oh everything just makes me nostalgic and sad so to get my fill of japan i'm going to gush about it excessively on here for a while <laughs> so prepare your butts Um, But today's episode, I am calling Moms' Misadventures in Unzen and other places. So if that sounds interesting, stay tuned. In 2017, I did an internship in Nagasaki. I worked at an all-girls Catholic school with uh, two other people. It was an interesting experience. Uh, I would say it was fun, but it wasn't. uh, Not necessarily the teaching part. I think, like, a month into our stay, I caught a strain of influenza my body had never experienced before, and my body's natural reaction to said strain of influenza was panic hives. So I was covered in hives for, like, a month and a half out of three. <laughs> so um, I missed a lot of work. I was in constant anxiety of, oh my gosh, is today the day they send me home because I'm useless, I can't work because I'm covered in hives. Or are they just going to keep me here and I'm going to keep, because I kept getting a paycheck still. I say paycheck. It was literally an envelope of money every week or two weeks. Uh, Just like a little stipend. It it was nice. I obviously didn't work to deserve it. A girl still needs to eat. So I was very thankful for that. And I also needed it to pay for my trip to the doctors because I saw a lot of doctors while I was there. Because I was out for most of the trip I I missed out on a lot of stuff like one of my closest friends her name is Yuka she lives in the city of Nagasaki I met her at university in Wisconsin and we became besties and then she went back to Japan we don't know when we're going to see each other next so we try to spend as much time together as we can needless to say there was very little Yuka and Mom's time because I was itchy and I didn't want to go out and then have to explain to everybody why I looked like a cheetah. Thankfully, I was able to get some yuka time. We almost didn't. At the end of my stay in Nagasaki, so like the last week I was there, uh, her family and I had decided we were going to go on like a, a day trip somewhere in Nagasaki. But the week before, Yuka caught the influenza and it was very bad. And honestly, I wasn't sure if she was going to be better by the time we were going to leave. And I was gutted because friendship and adventure. But she was fine. By the time the trip came along, she's like, it's still on. Be ready. We're going to be at your house at such and such a time. It's going to be a blast. The day of the trip, Yuka comes and gets me at my house get in the car and I'm greeted by her mom, Kelly, her dad, whose name I do not know, her older sister, Chika, who is sitting in the trunk with a friend. I wasn't expecting Chika to have a friend. Like Chika is usually on these trips. I just assume Chika's coming. Chika's friend, who I just found out yesterday, her name is Yukiko. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I spent the entire trip not knowing Yukiko's name. And I spent the last how many years also, not knowing her name was Yukiko, so Yukiko meant. <laughs> the thing about uh, Chika's surprise friend is that I get really self-conscious speaking English in a group of people who don't necessarily speak English. My Japanese is conversational at best, but you and I tend to converse in English. It just we do. I've noticed that when um, you're in a group of people who don't necessarily speak English and you're speaking English with somebody, people get really, really, really quiet because they're trying to see if they can understand the conversation. Not necessarily because they want to eavesdrop, but because they want to see how much of it they can understand and be like, oh, I understood an English conversation. Heck Yeah. I'm the exact same way with Japanese. I hear somebody speaking Japanese. I also listen on a conversation. Not necessarily because I want to know what's going on, but I want to see how much I know or remember. So, I I get it. It just makes me anxious. I just don't like doing it. Plus, Yuka and I are weird and we have some very weird conversations. Having these conversations in English, I just, I felt awkward. Seeing Yukiko in the back seat, like, peeking over the edge of the chair, going, hiya, (laughs) was not really the surprise I was expecting. But it's okay. She was really, really nice. I was really happy to have made her acquaintance, even though I didn't remember her name. I remember everything else about the trip, except for her name. So it's it's fine. It's fine. I know her name now. It's all that matters. (laughs) The thing about traveling in Japan, at least for me, is that uh, whenever... I plan a trip with a bunch of foreigners. I sometimes know, I, I have a better understanding of where we're going, but if a group of Japanese people or a Japanese person plans said trip, I never know what's happening, even if I was part of the planning process. Like, I, I had no idea where we were going that day. Um, I didn't know how long we were gonna be gone. It's always been that way. Uh, so many times I have thought I understood what the trip is, and I don't. So I just stop. <laughs> I, I had no idea where we were going. I just got in the car. And I don't know at what point I figured out where we were going. Probably when I saw the signs. And I was like, is this where we're going? And they were like, yeah, we just had a conversation about how we were going to the place. Like, <laughs> I feel so stupid. <laughs> uh, we went to a seafood restaurant at one point. as like a pit stop for like lunch, brunch. I don't know. And uh, the place was was known for their seafood and uh they didn't know i didn't like seafood so i was really glad when the menu had like inari sushi and i i don't know what else i ate apparently i had something in a bowl which was probably gudon because that's like one of my favorite things and if they have it i'll eat it i have a picture of me with a bowl so i'm sure it was delicious i just don't <laughs> remember it. but i remember we were by the water and there was boats and we were not in nagasaki city anymore so i i have no idea where we are i do have some pictures facing the road so i wonder if those have words that tell me things i should look at those pictures the pictures will be up on my blog so you can look too maybe maybe y'all have been there and you could be like dude that's such and such a place and be like oh neat somebody knows what happened cool (laughs) I don't expect it, but it would be very cool. Like I said, I think I didn't know we were going until I saw the signs for the place that we were going. And I was like, oh, cool, a thing. The thing about said thing is that said thing, Unzen, is a hot spring town or city. And it's under Mount Unzen, which is a volcano. It's part of like a a little mountain chain. It's very cute. Love that. But to get to Unzen, near Mount Unzen, you have to uh, drive up a mountain mountain driving when you're not from a place that has mountains uh, is kind of intimidating as it is especially if you have a fear of heights i have an intense fear of water and an intense fear of heights so i was not okay dad knew that because he took me to mount inasa in nagasaki and i white knuckled it the whole way up the mountain Those hairpin turns, man, I was not okay. (laughs) But thankfully it was a car. The other two times I had driven through the mountains, one I was in a minivan and the other time I was in a charter bus. So uh, I was really thankful for the car and not being in a bus because that was traumatizing. Like I still... (sighs) So not only were we driving up these hairpin turns in the mountains, it started to rain. So now it's dark and wet and windshield wipers and we I I hated it so much I I'm pretty sure I had like fingernail prints in my in the palms of my hands because I was squeezing my fists so hard and I I don't I think I lost some blood flow for a while like just cut off my own circulation (laughs) it was really bad that all being said once we got there I was so glad we were there like talking about it showing videos of it, pictures of it. It doesn't compare at all to what Unzen actually looks like. So like I said earlier, Unzen is, it's volcanic region. Uh, The last time it erupted was like 1993, five, four, the early (laughs) nineties and it was, it was pretty bad, but it hasn't erupted since. Because it is volcanic, they have a lot of hot springs they have mud pools that are bubbling. They have steam just rising out of the ground. It's unlike anything I had ever seen in my entire life. Because it was dark and rainy, like the rain had lessened significantly by the time we had gotten to the city, but it still had that kind of misty, foggy, gloomy vibe to it. It was so cool to drive into. There's a, um, there's a tiny bridge that you have to drive over. To get to the parking lot for the the hiking trails and stuff for Unzen. And because it's over the hot springs, these big white billowing clouds of steam and mist just rise up around both sides of the bridge and they just envelop you in this smoky mist. And it is so cool and atmospheric. It is just we don't have volcanoes in Wisconsin. So seeing this was so unreal. There are signs and fences all over the surrounding area like, don't touch, it's very hot, you'll boil your skin off, it's not pleasant. There's all these barriers so you don't accidentally fall in or think, oh, that's nice, and you just have a free dip in a pool because you will bake yourself, boil yourself. Ew. It's just cold and rainy and foggy and misty and i don't know it just had this ambiance surrounding it that just it felt old and eerie and it was really cool you get out of the car and it just you get slapped in the face with the smell of sulfur because of course volcano it's sulfur and it's hot and it's muggy it is just and it's an experience all the onsen that i had been to an onsen is a hot spring They've been man-made, and this was my first time being at a natural onsen, a natural hot spring, and I I was just in awe. So we get out of the car, and I think we had agreed to meet at a certain time, and we all kind of split up a little bit, but not really because there wasn't really that far you could go. Like It was just one path, so we ended up running into each other multiple times. First things first... It was gorgeous. So a lot of it, because it's mountains, it's tall and it's got trees everywhere. And so there's this like steam rising out of the trees. And then also it's got these really rocky kind of volcanic stones and then all these pools and baths and stuff of of hot, steaming, boiling, nasty water. And it was just so cool to look at. Because it was also in the mountains, it was very hilly. So you kept getting these different perspectives on what the area looked like. Plus they had historical signs and stuff. Very, very cool. Very, very sad, tragic history. All of which will be posted on my blog. Because again, I did some research for y'all. I'll just throw in my pictures because that's how I do it. Yuka was wearing heels. I didn't notice until we started walking around and she was climbing some stairs. And I was like, Yuka, are you wearing heels? She's like, yeah. <laughs> it's hilly. It's it's a mountain. And she's just like, tra-la-la-la-la. Yeah, it's paved, but girl was the only one wearing heels. There was a lot of stuff that happened at Unzen. A lot of really cool things. Uh, one of my favorite things that I remember was the Unzen Orenji Neko. It was just this orange cat and he was just walking across the rocks and then he he sees all these people at the uh at the i think we were on the path it was kind of like a boardwalk and he just thought oh people and he walked over to us with purpose and he got pictures taken and we were telling him how handsome he was and he was just eating it up so i have a ton of pictures of the unzen orange cat i don't know how it knew where it could and couldn't go because the whole place was like don't walk on this and he was just like yeah it's fine don't worry about it we get inside the hotel and i really want to go into the baths i really want to go to the onsen but yuka's family doesn't like onsen they think it's weird but i love onsen so much oh it's my favorite i've met so many nice people just bathing naked with strangers it's it i mean it's it's just great They're like, oh my gosh, foreigner. And I'm just like, yeah, hi, what up? I have met so many great like old ladies just vibing in the tub. It's so much fun, but it does weird a lot of people out. Her family didn't want to go in the onsen. And even though it was relatively cheap to use the onsen for like an hour or so, I didn't want to go into the baths knowing that her family was going to be out in the lobby just waiting for me to get done. Like I wanted to go in and enjoy the baths for my hour or whatever and just you know be relaxed instead of going okay is my hour done they're just sitting out there waiting for me this is weird this is awkward and it wouldn't have been relaxing for me so uh i ended up not going but i want to go so badly like i oh i dream of going into that bath thankfully the sulfuric misty steam was really great for the pores and i counted that as my own sin so We finally all meet up after a while. It started raining again. We're like, we should cut this short. And uh, we head back towards the car and there's like a gift shop. I remember we were preparing to get back into the car and Yuka's mom goes, are you hungry? And I was like, I could eat. I'm not hungry, but if there's food and it's something I'll eat, I'll put it in my face hole. That's fine. And so she hands me a Nikuman, which is a, it's like a pork bun. It's got like shredded pork with... Some sort of sauce, juice. It's like a like a pulled pork kind of thing, but better. And then it's in like a fluffy bread thing, like a bao. I don't know. It's, it's like, it's delicious. I love them so much. And I was so happy that she's just like, here, have this nikuman. Yes, pork bun, let's go. And it's got like this cute little mushroom stamped on it. And it was just adorable. So I take a bite. And I should have known it had mushrooms in it. It literally had a mushroom stamped on it. But it was pork. And I bite into something that is not pork textured. I was like, what is this? And then it dawns on me that it's probably a mushroom. And I I lean over to Yuka and I whisper, does this have mushrooms in it? And she's like, yeah, Unzen's famous for their mushrooms that they grow here. And I was like, oh no, I hate mushrooms. So I, I, I ate it a little less excitedly. Because I was going to eat it anyway, because I wasn't going to be wasteful, a, eh? And it would be rude if I had thrown it away. I mean, she bought it for me. That's it's rude. But I, I do not like the texture of mushrooms at all. The, the pork bun was actually really good. It was just the mushrooms. If it hadn't had the mushrooms in it, I would have loved it a thousand times more. But it was really good. It was really good. So we're, we're eating our, our pork buns in the car. And Yuka's not feeling well. It's like starting to catch up to her. She she hadn't moved in like a week and that was some pretty strenuous walking. Plus she had decided to do it in heels so that, you know, probably didn't help. So she kind of passed out on the, on the ride to what I thought was home. It was not. (laughs) It was fine. She, she fell asleep and I spent time taking video and pictures out of the window I love just driving in a car and looking out the window. Uh, It's just really relaxing to me. So I I was having fun doing that. But I had no idea where we were going. Again, I just, I was in the car. So (laughs) I'm going where they take me, I guess. And then I see signs for Shimabara, which is also in Nagasaki Prefecture. I know very little about Shimabara. I knew very little before, I knew very little after, and I know only a little bit more now. So, yay. (laughs) But uh, apparently we were going to the castle. Tsushima has a castle. Uh, It is current, well, at the time in 2017, it was under construction. Uh, They had to fix a bunch of stuff from an earthquake or something. I don't remember. Again, I know nothing. (laughs) I'm just here for the ride. (laughs) I had never been to a castle in Japan. This was my first Japanese castle and I have been to Japan four times and I'd never been to a castle. So this was super exciting for me. I I was like, Yay, castle. Cool. But Yuka didn't really want to do it because she wasn't feeling well and neither did the rest of her family because they had all done it multiple times, but they wanted me to see it. They go up to the front desk and because tourist attractions tend to close at weird times. Uh, they asked what time it closes and they're like 30 minutes and they looked at me and they were like do you want to do this alone and in 30 minutes it was like you guys are sure you don't want to go too and they're like no no we've no do you want to do it you got 30 minutes you you want to do it yeah okay so uh they buy me a ticket they hand it to me and I sped around the castle (laughs) tour did a speed run i just booked it up the stairs i looked at everything that i could took pictures of things that i thought were cool very quickly but one of the things they had mentioned when we were in the parking lot and the thing they especially wanted me to see the most was if you go all the way to the top tower there is like a lookout and you can go outside and you can walk around the perimeter of the castle and you have an amazing view of shimabara and I pretty much only wanted that. I was like, if I only have 30 minutes inside this place, I had it all to myself. There was nobody there. It was just me. I want to go up and I want to I want to see the, the the outside the top and, and, and see Shimabara because that sounds really cool. So yeah, I did the speed run. I ran all the way up to the top. I walked through the little door thing to the balcony thing. I don't know what any of those words are supposed to be. And there's... Uh, There's Mount Unzen in the background and I think it's Arake Bay. I could be wrong. Do not quote me. And then the whole city and it's gorgeous. It's just there was the sun. The sun was kind of going down a little bit or it was just still kind of cloudy, but the sun was out and there was the mountain backlit by the, the sun and then the sparkle of the sun on the water and then just kind of the shadows of all the buildings as you look out over Shimabara. And it was gorgeous. I forgot that I was up really high. Also, they had really tall nets. So I I wasn't too worried about like if I did a header and fell off, (laughs) like there's nets everywhere. I, it was gorgeous. I have so many pictures and I have like a little video clip of me up there. And it was totally worth running up like five flights of stairs. (laughs) It was so pretty. And I saw what I wanted to see. And then I, I left because that was it. I, you know, I didn't know how much time I had. And I honestly didn't want to keep them waiting down there too much longer. I get down out of the castle and they're like, you know, how was it? And I was like, yeah, it was fun. I liked the view. It was great. A 10 out of 10. You were right. Yuka and her mom were standing in the parking lot. And Chica, her friend, and the dad were inside the gift shop that was across the parking lot. Uh, So we joined them. And... Mr. Yuka hands me a bag and inside the bag is a little Shimabara castle keychain and a Shimabara t-shirt. And I was so chuffed. He bought me a souvenir. I was so excited. So while I was doing my, my dogging upstairs, he got me a present. It was really sweet. Um, I still have it. I haven't worn the t-shirt. I'm terrified that I'm going to get it dirty because I am a gremlin and I don't want to get it dirty because if it get it dirty, then I can't wear it. So it is currently sitting in a place that's very safe, but I want to, it's, it's cute. I'll see if I can find it and take a picture of it. it was, it's very sweet i don't know why we were just kind of vibing in the parking lot and there was nobody there it was just us and it was that kind of time of the day where the sun was just perfect and the weather was perfect and it was it was great what i'm trying to say it was perfect there was this you know how at attractions they have those cardboard cutout things with the head missing and you stick your head in it and be like ta-da i'm a thing well they had that so needless to say, I booked it over there and I jammed my head through the hall. I'm like, I'm a princess. Look at me. <laughs> so uh, the next thing I know, I am posing with uh, Kelly and that Yukiko. Not Yuka, not Chika, not dad. <laughs> Yukiko. <laughs> so I have a couple random photos of my head and Yukiko's head at the thing. And it, it, they're so cute. <laughs> it was really bright, though. So I'm like, eh. But I, I love those pictures. They're so cute. They're so random. Not as random as these people that were there. They're like, we didn't... I don't know if we didn't know they were there or if they were at a different part of the place. But they were in costumes. And I think it was period wear. Not really. It wasn't really period wear. Like at first I thought they were cosplayers. I thought it was an anime. And then I was like, I don't recognize any of these costumes. I thought maybe they were like Inuyasha or something. (laughs) But none of them were... And in Inuyasha costumes, so I I don't know who they were, and they didn't necessarily look like they were wearing costumes that would have been time period costumes. They look like Party City costumes, if you if you know you know. But it was just like the the thing, but not really. So they were standing over by a sign. I don't remember what the sign says because I have the attention span of a goldfish. I will see if I can figure out what they say because I have pictures. They were like hey look mom's people the cosplayers you like anime go take pictures with them and i'm just like what and they pushed me in the direction of the cosplayer people who are now excited because they were probably pretty bored <laughs> there was nobody there and they were probably going to leave when the place closed down and it was almost closing so i think they just wanted to go home but then they were like oh cool we can do picture time that's fun I don't really like anime that much. Like, I don't watch a lot of it. So I don't know where they got that assumption from. And uh, I didn't know who they were, so. Uh, I have a bunch of pictures with uh, these four people in in costumes. Uh, If they are actually from something and you all recognize them, please let me know. Because I honestly have no clue (laughs) if they were just people dressed up for the occasion or if they were actually something. They were very nice. They were very friendly, very excited to be doing something. But I I don't think they were anybody important. I think they were just high school students in costumes or or university students in costumes. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It was funny though. I think even Yuka was like, what? (laughs) After the awkward uh, photo shoot with these uh, cosplayers, we get back in the car and head into the city again. Like we just keep driving through the city. For the first time in our trip, I understood where we were going, kind of. Yuka's dad doesn't speak English. Or if he does, he just doesn't. <laughs> um, but he explains in Japanese, while we were driving, uh, where we were going next. And all I understood was sweet shop. And that's all I needed to know. But it was in the city. I can't, I can't remember if he said he knew somebody who worked there. If he was friends with the owner. Or he just knew the place was famous and thought I should go there. Because again, I don't remember the conversation. Sweets. I love sweets. I don't care what kind of sweet it is. If if it's something I can eat, cool. I'm excited. So we're driving around and he vaguely knows where the store is, but not really. And the thing about driving in Japan is once you get off the main road, everything's kind of like an alley. It's like maybe one car wide. So uh, we're just driving through these alleys trying to find where he thinks he remembers the sweet shop is. And it's not working. It's not looking very good. (laughs) So he... We stop in the middle of the road, which is great. (laughs) And he goes up to this, like, pharmacy. They have a lot of shops in Japan are just kind of open face. Like, you just walk in. There's not really any doors. They just kind of pull down a gate and some shutters and stuff. So uh, he walks up to this pharmacy kind of it's like a drugstore and he goes in and he starts talking to the ladies that work there and they understand what he's asking them he's like yeah i know where that is perfect you're almost there but not really you can't drive your car there it's really narrow roads it's bicycle or walk only you're gonna have to park a car somewhere and he's like yeah no no worries This is cool and he he points to me because i have my window down now because Kelly rolled the window down. <laughs> and uh, He points to me saying that uh, he's trying to find the sweet shop because gaijin in the car. He didn't call me a gaijin, thankfully. And uh, they got really excited. So I did my customary princess wave. <laughs> Hi, I am the foreigner. How are you doing? Uh, they were very sweet. Like I'm, I'm making jokes, but they were very nice and very excited. So we parked the car. I think we parked it in that lot. And then we, we hoof it in the direction they told us to go. And it's this really cool, really narrow winding road. And all around are these springs and it's just, there's bubbling water. And then there's all these like little kind of like sheltered uh, booths kind of things with like ladles and stuff where you can drink the water. And, and I'm sure they explained to me what it was. I'm sure there were signs that explained what it was because apparently and I only found this out a couple of days ago when I did the research Shimabara is famous for um their spring water it bubbles up out of the ground and it you could just drink it it's cold it's fresh it's sparkly magical deliciousness probably has healing properties natural minerals all that jazz in Saijo they had something like that so I I was really excited to see the water I didn't know that it was the, that thing but apparently I was at the famous site called Hamanokawa Yusui, which is Yamanokawa Spring. And like, it's, it's like famous. Like you can like Google it. And they're like, oh yeah, I know what it is. Uh, I had to Google hot spring or springs in Shimabara and it popped up and I was like, oh, that's the place. Oh, that's what it's called. Oh, neat. I didn't know it was famous. So, uh, it's, it's very famous, but we, we take a bunch of pictures there and you know, i Pretty sure I dipped a finger in it and I was like, yep, that's cold. It's just like home. I love it. We get to the shop. It's closed. He's gutted. I think he's more sad than the rest of us. I think he was really looking forward to taking me there and it was closed. And I felt so bad, but I didn't know what I was missing. So I only felt kind of bad. Now I know what I missed and now I feel really bad. So the shop that we were at is a very, very famous shop in Shimabara. It's called Ginsui, and it sells a very um, special created and invented in Shimabara like suite called Kanzarashi. Kanzarashi, I think if I remember right, is kind of like mochi. It's got like different fillings in it, and it's made with the Hamanokawa water. So it's got the natural spring water from the spring just down the street, and they use it to make the mochi like things and you can only get it in Shimabara. and uh, I, I did some research and I think it's gluten free so I could possibly eat it now I felt so, I feel so bad this was such a cool thing to have experienced and knowing how excited he was to show it to me and then have it be closed i feel really bad also i want to know what it tastes like (laughs) i want to know i love mochi and anything mochi like i'm just i please especially if it has red bean paste in it i love anko so i feel really bad and i really want the thing if i ever go back and i get a chance to go to shimabara i am going to ginsui and i'm getting some kanzarashi if you've had it please let me know how fabulous it was i need to know just in case i don't get to go back i just i just want to know please (laughs) please we walk back he's really sad and we're just kind of like no all right Uh, we get in the car and we head home it's starting to get dark the sun is setting i don't think we're going anywhere else so i assume we are going home especially because we climb up the mountain and then we start driving down the mountain uh, and it's dark outside now which is my favorite as well So I'm, again, white knuckling it and I'm looking between mom and dad out the front window and Kelly turns around and she's like, you know, we got this right. You can go to sleep. It's all right. Everybody else is sleeping. You don't need to worry. We got this. And I passed out hard. I guess I just needed the reassurance that they weren't going to kill me on purpose. And I passed out. I just dead, absolutely dead to the world. So dead that The car had stopped and they were shaking me awake and i thought we were home and i looked and it was not home and i was very upset (laughs) i was so mad so picture this you're in the deepest sleep you've been in in a long time you've just you've got a lot of fresh air you got a lot of sunshine did a lot of walking unconscious and then somebody startles you awake and goes you want some chicken no no i don't so we're in the middle of nowhere and there's this like big building surrounded by rice fields, and it's bright. There's tons of cars, people everywhere, and uh, we go in. They sit me down, and they're like, "It's karage. You love karage, and it's 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 big portions. It's delicious. You could have as much as you want." And I look at the karage, which is fried chicken, and it's a huge portion of fried chicken, a huge portion of white rice. And a huge portion of shredded cabbage salad. And I am so angry. <laughs> I don't want any of this. And the thing about Japan is they don't do takeaway. So you can't, you can't take it with you if you don't finish it. And I know that I can't eat a lot of this. And, and I don't want to waste it. And I feel really bad and I'm tired and I'm crabby. And I don't know where I am right now. <laughs> I'm very upset. Chica. <sighs> Plus her cotton socks. She's like, it's okay, it's okay. Mochi kaeru, mochi And I was like, I don't care if this has carry out. I still don't want to eat it. <laughs> so apparently, this place was also famous because it had uh, carry out. You could take it home with you. Good for them because it would have been very wasteful if they hadn't. The thing I remember about the restaurant is we had to take off our shoes. We got up on these like stands kind of things and they it was you know sit on your butt on the, the tatami floor and they had the little floor pillows and it was chika yukiko me and yuka at one table and then behind us were mom and dad there was chatter everywhere just people just it was full this place was packed and it was a very big restaurant and there was a cart with tsukemono on it uh tsukemono are pickles so it's like things, it's just pickled things that you can put on your rice to make it not just white rice. And I uh, I went ham on it for some reason because I knew I was going to eat the salad and I knew I was going to eat the rice. And because it was mochi mochikairu, I figured I'd just eat a couple bites of chicken uh, as much as I could so that I had it fresh and hot at the restaurant. And then I would just eat the rest for breakfast the next day. I was kind of excited for breakfast the next day. I had a, like a toaster oven, I heated up, it was going to be delicious, but I, I saw the tsukemono bar and I, I don't think I had been that happy to see pickles before. And like, when I say pickles, I don't just mean traditional like gherkins or, or pickle pickles, like dill pickles, c- pickled cucumbers. We're talking about pickled daikon, umeboshi, uh, kyorizuke, so, uh, pickled cucumbers. So I had like a bowl of pickles and rice and it was the best thing ever and then I had my um and then I had my cabbage salad with uh it was like green shredded green cabbage and then like carrots I think they put like corn in it and some stuff I don't know but I put a kudogoma dressing on it which is like black sesame dressing it's so good it's so peanutty and so savory and so good. And I horked that down. I horked down my rice. I think I went up and just got a bowl of more pickles. I ate the chicken. The chicken was amazing. I wish I had been into keeping mayo when I was there that time. Because I would have slathered that stuff in soy and mayo. And it would have been, oh. But I did put soy on it. And it was magical. I wish I had been happier to be there. We <laughs> get back in the car. And then we kind of, we're full and now I'm awake. We just chat the whole way home. It was like 30 minutes until we got back to Nagasaki City. And it was great. I remember getting back home, putting my chicken in the fridge, and then passing out. Woke up the next day, so excited to eat my breakfast chicken. Unfortunately, the chicken wasn't very good. I don't know if the breading had just gotten soggy, if it had, like, soy sauce on it and it became soggy, or, like, condensation inside the to-go box but very few pieces were actually edible and I was so sad. I tried to salvage them in the toaster oven and it just didn't, it didn't work. It was a good thing that I'd eaten some the night before because I wouldn't have gotten any at all if I uh, had saved it for the next day, which is sad. Honestly, I'm so glad that we had gotten the chance to go. Yuka was so sick, I was so sick. And then it turns out the last day we were in Nagasaki, uh, Yuka had spent the night Because she was going to see us off at the bus station uh, the next morning. And it didn't end up working out. Through a miscommunication with the director of our little internship program, um, she ended up not co-ing with us. And the trams, the streetcars that drive around, weren't open yet for another, I don't know, 10 minutes, 10, 20 minutes. By that time, we were already on the bus and we were already gone. So had we not been able to do that little trip, the last time I would have seen my friend was at the beginning of the trip. So thank you very much for listening. That was my Unzen and other places story. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I always think of this trip fondly. I really would love to go back. I want to go to the Onsen. I want to go in the bath so bad. Hopefully someday I'll be able to do that. Again, thank you so much for stopping by and listening to my story. I really do hope you enjoy it. If you are interested, go ahead and subscribe and you can get updated whenever I post a new episode. I post episodes every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Central Time, uh, usually. Um, I also will have a blog post and I will also be posting a YouTube video. Thank you so much again for stopping by and until next time.